around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you have taken the time or have uh, just happily happened on to us, and we are so grateful that we have the opportunity to speak into your heart and be able to share with you some great things from God's Word that we know absolutely will work. And so with that confidence today, we are going to share with you these good things. And if you have just a moment that you'd like to invite someone to join and listen with you, you can find us at terrymize.com and also at terrymizeministries.org. Also, just as a reminder, on our actual website, you can find every podcast that we've done over the last several months. They are archived there for your convenience, and we look forward to you receiving from those things. We pray over them and believe God that the words that we have shared, uh, as the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Amplified Bible says it so eloquently, that we believe that as the gospel of the Lord Jesus is preached in the ears of mankind, that it will stir in the minds of our hearers the most holy emotions. And so that's what we're believing God for as Terry and I come together today to share with you the good things from the Word of God. Darlin', just talk to the folks and tell them what we you're, you have on your heart here today. Well, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, as you opened there and you said... Uh, we were glad about the podcast because these things will work for you. You know, that's what excited us, uh, you and Dean and Jackie and I, and, you know, and, and so many of our friends, you know, Jerry and Carolyn Savelle and Kenneth Copeland and Gloria and all those 40 plus, well, 50 years ago now. Right. That's what excited us about what we begin to call the word of faith Right. Uh, is the fact that it worked. <laughs> because we'd it. all been Christians anyway. Right, I mean, we, right. you know, we were raised in church. You were raised right. in a great Pentecostal church. I was raised in a great Pentecostal church. Right. We loved God anyway. We believed the Bible anyway. We, uh, we went to church anyway. We, you know, we were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues anyway. But we tapped into something where you could take the word to the bank and it would work for you. That's right. Because all those many years for decades and decades, well, centuries, the church would just preach uh, about, uh, the, you know, that God's good and God loves you and, and, and uh, the Bible's great, but it may or may not work. Right. You know, it depends on what mood God's in. You know, right. God wakes up in a good mood and, hey, his word will work. And if he doesn't, well, it won't. Or if you're wearing a red hat on a particular day, then God's going to bless you. And if you're not, he won't. And and it was it, it was predicated on some misuse and misquotations and sometimes just wrong quotations of Scripture uh, or just invented Scripture. Right. Uh, it was based on Scriptures that said, well, you never know what God's going to do. Well, Brother Terry, you never yeah. know what God's going to do. You know, and then it was based on all those kind of things of, well, maybe God will, maybe God won't. And is whenever it? I got into this, you know, I've told them the podcast before that whenever God got it across to me, uh, I didn't get it from any man. I didn't read it in a book. I didn't hear it on a tape. I didn't hear somebody preach. I, I was in prayer because I was a youth leader of my home church. I was 16 years old and I was a youth leader in my church and, and it was growing exponentially and had outgrown the pastor's Sunday morning service. And so I was just in prayer on a regular basis and saying, God, I've got to have something to, to preach to these kids. Uh, because my, my, the kids they gave me, the age group that they gave me were a vast range. They, I was 16 years old and yet pastor said, Terry, I'm making you a youth leader and your, your, your youth are going to be from 13 years old to what they call young marrieds. And so, you know, that's a ridiculous and an impossible job for a 16 year old. You're dealing with 13 year olds all the way up to people that are 25, 26, 27 years old, married with kids. 
<laughs> you know, and I'm supposed to be, quote, no. pastoring them or right. ministering to them or helping them. And so I'm in prayer uh, and saying, Lord, I've got to have something that these kids, that these this, this group, my, my people, I've got to have something they can take to the bank. I've got to have something that will work for them every day. I've, I don't need a sermon, but I need a lifestyle because they're facing things in school uh, every day. They're facing things in, in at work every day. They're facing things in real life every day. Then I've got to be able to minister to them something that will work. That's right. And when 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 God spoke to me about it and 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 just literally and gave me what you and I now you know call the word of faith. Right. Uh, the, the exciting thing about it then was the same thing that's exciting about it now. It works, and you can take it to the bank. That literally was, the, <clears throat> I think, the number one marketing thing the Holy Spirit used with me because I, was, I had been so indoctrinated uh, and just in Christianity, Pentecostalism, um, growing up, that you never knew what God was going to do. You would pray, and the Pentecostals. You're hoping and praying. Yeah, the, the Pentecostals were so wonderful to teach me how to pray. Sure. Uh, but then it was that lack of confidence that you had in God, and so you you never knew if it was God's will or it was the devil trying to hurt you or God was trying to teach you something. And we we walked around the vast majority of the body of Christ during in that time up to that time, um, believed in in a, an atmosphere of. Uh, like you said, you never know what God's going to do. You didn't know. You just lived in that level of wonderment. You didn't know if, if when you prayed, how much you were going to have to pray, how long you were going to have to pray. Well, their their idea was kind of just wear God out. Well, you and know, just keep praying till God finally right. gets so tired of it that he, <laughs> he finally blesses you. Well, and the whole concept that you know that that's where phrases like this came to being. I'm sure was that you bombard the gates, you bombard of, the gates, gates of, of, heaven. of heaven. But, you know, we had the wrong gates. We That's should, right. have should have been bombarding the gates, the gates of, hell. of hell instead of the gate. In other words, we... And the other, the other phrase was always, you pray through. You pray through. You, you and pray it, all the way, to, you know, till you get through. Like you said, we either wear God out or talk God into it. Right. <laughs> you sure. know, and I felt like so many times, that, and, and, and mind you now, you there and I were prayers very... prayers of petition. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, right. please. Oh, God... Oh God, let me be. Was, oh God, let me. It was begging prayers. Know, right. We were we were begging God, and and we were beg. Oh God, please. Oh God, please help me. And oh God, do this. And oh God, do that. Now remember, you and I were very young getting oh, into absolutely. all of this. Yeah, I was sixteen so, when God showed it to me. And then I went away to Bible school at seven, having been raised up in a in a very active lifestyle of the church. Went away to Bible school at seventeen. Worked my way through Bible college for three solid years, fifteen hour semesters you know, doing and working a 40 hour job to pay my bills and then get married, have a, have two babies. And you're still trying to figure out how to pay the bills and keep your babies healthy and learning faith uh, to me in my situation, I was learning faith out of desperation. I thought, well, what I've been doing is not working. Right. Right. And so didn't mean you when, didn't love God. We love right, God with all of our right. heart, man. We're willing to stay there forever if it didn't work. Yeah, I thought I told the Lord. I said, "Look, we live on the church grounds. <laughs> I'm at the office every single day. I'm in church seven days a week, and 
I still can't get my babies healed. Right. And I still don't have any more money in my pocket than I did before I started going to work. And and being a Bible school graduate, being active in the church, I mean, Dean and I were involved in everything that had to do with that wonderfully large, great ministry. You know, for a Pentecostal church back then to have a thousand people, that was a big oh, deal. Oh, yeah, and that was a tremendous church you were raised in. Yeah. Lots of history there, lots of heritage Jerry there. Jerry and Carolyn Savelle and I are out of that church. Steve and Becky Munns were all out of that, that church. And, and different things that, that God did through that ministry with William Branham, uh, Gordon Lindsay, sure. all of those great well, people. Well, Gordon Lindsay actually started Christ for the Christ Nations, for the Nations. Out, of that, uh, out of that tabernacle in uh, Shreveport. That's right. And and I just am so grateful for the heritage that I have. But we just didn't know. And we didn't have teaching until we heard Brother Hagen. And then, then we begin to hear others. And then we begin to look back in history like Smith Wigglesworth and Howard Carter and sure. people like that. Sure. But it was a whole nother education that enlightened all of us to come to that place in God where God could reveal his word to us and open, like it says in Acts 15, that God opened our hearts to receive the word of God so that we would believe it and receive it. But I, I had, I you know, played the eyes 20, of our understanding yeah, were enlightened. <laughs> I played 20 questions with Dean and goes, Dean got hold of it quick, uh, sooner than I did. And I, I, every day I had, well, what about this? Well, brother so-and-so believed God and he died. And brother so, sister so-and-so said she trusted God and, and, and she didn't have any money. And, and they lost their job and lost their house. You know, and I, I, I would go back and forth with, sure. look at all the bad things sure. that happened to people that love God with all their heart and what happened, you know? And when I finally began well, but to the get concept answers, back then and all throughout history, the concept was that God is this big old ancient God right, sitting right. on his throne in heaven, long white hair, long white beard, wart, right. a wart on the end of his nose, right. big <laughs> stick in his hand. And every right. time you moved, he'd reach over and blap and hit you on top of the head and say, don't do that. You know, and I that know. was the concept that the, that the church presented. And, and yet, to their credit, they still loved him. Yeah, and, <laughs> They and still knew he was the best exactly. God around. But, exactly. but then we begin to realize, I, I guess our biggest revelation back in those days uh, probably was that God's a good God. Right. That was that was an unheard of concept almost, that God is good. And, of course, Oral Roberts started some of right. that. Oral Roberts came up with this big campaign saying, saying something good is going to happen to you today <laughs> and saying that God is a good God. Right, and right. Uh, people didn't like it when he started that. And, you no, know, whenever no. you start talking about God being good, then, then they start uh, creating fires, just like you said, yeah, but what about sister so-and-so? Yeah, but what about right. brother so-and-so? Yeah, but what about this earthquake here? What about this tornado there? Right. What about this fire there? What right. about that family that lost their six kids? What what about all the... And so they start. the right. devil starts creating all these fires that you have to stop and put out. Well, people would and say try things to explain like, away, and really, as we've said many, many, many times, the gospel never was never intended to be explained in the first place. It was intended to be announced that God is good. Period. Right. Over and out, cut and dried. There's no argument here. There's no arbitration here. This no, is not right. an opinion. It's an absolute, uh, universal fact that God Jehovah is a good God. Well, the podcast we did last week where we were talking about the the, the two contrasting scriptures there in John eight forty four, you know, that that the devil, is a liar. the devil is a liar. And then over in Jesus and, said that and then, must be right. Yeah, then Titus one two, that he is the ever truthful God who cannot and lie. God cannot lie. And those two concepts were absolutely um 
mentally paralyzing for me when I began to open up and understand some of these things. And then, well, well people then can the take next... those two scriptures right. today and literally change their life. If you run everything, every thought that comes through your head, every dream that you have, right. every sermon that you hear, every prophecy that you hear, every book that you read, if you run it through that filter of God's a good God and cannot lie, right. and Satan's a bad Satan devil, and he <laughs> cannot tell the truth, he is a liar. Well, that... Then you would, you would be way ahead of the curve and you would change your life. And as we said last week, that those two those two concepts, Satan is a liar, God cannot lie. And then, you know, we, we talked about, you know, Matthew, um, where, where Jesus said there in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, when I, when I heard those scriptures, I literally, it just stopped me in my tracks. And I heard them in, in faith and in understanding for the first time, and it changed my life. But Numbers 23, 19 was the one that just like oh, it, yeah, it that. drilled down that God is not a, man, God's not a man, that he should lie, neither is he the son of man, that he should repent. If he has said a thing, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will make it good. And that, yeah. as a 24-year-old young mother with two sick There's babies... There's no ambiguity there. There's no, <laughs> no question no, no. there. There's no gray area there. Right. No, that that literally changed me. So, let, you know, remember now John eight forty four, and then um, uh, Titus 1, 2, then John 10, 10, and then this last one here that I wanted to read to the folks here today, Terry, 1 John 5... 14 and 15. Yeah. When I when I heard this scripture, it built like the scripture says such confidence in me and says this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask him anything, then we know that he hears us. And since we the amplified Bible since it says since we positively know that he listens to us and whatever we ask, we also know that we have given to us our uh, the petitions that we've asked for as our present possessions. So that's first John five, 14 and 15. And so when I, when I got those scriptures all strung together (laughs) and began to realize that, that I didn't just love God, but that he literally had made all of these promises in this book for me to receive from, it changed my whole perspective about believing God. Those very scriptures are the ones that we dug into uh, here I was out in West Texas, you know, right, just digging right, into right, the right. scripture myself. And uh, and when I came across that scripture in First John uh, 5, mm-hmm. I said, well, bingo. Yeah. I mean, well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, there's no dark, right. there's no gray area there. No, it's, this it's, it's, is the confidence. It says, this is the confidence we have yeah, in, in him. him. I mean, that's that's just a pretty positive statement. Well, and this is the confidence. Yeah. This I, is the confidence. I put my confidence in him. And then if I ask him something, I can absolutely know he's going he's gonna well, to give it to me. Well, you understand that if you ask anything right. according to his, his will, will, now this isn't just asking anything you want. This no. isn't saying, hey, God, let me win the lottery today. God, right. you know, <laughs> make the you know make the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. No, this is thing you're asking according to his will, something in his word, because right. his word is his will. His will is his word. He's, he's written down what his will is. So anytime we, th- those were the early days that I realized that, hey, if I can find it in the Bible, right. <laughs> I can make it work. It's if done. I can find it in the we Bible, then I have yeah. confidence that he hears me. Right. And I know that if he hears me, then I have the petition I desired of him. I mean, that absolutely did it for me. It sealed it up for me. No, and I realized right. Jackie and I could go to Mexico. We could we could raise our family. We could we could have our babies. The doctor said we couldn't have. We could we could live on the mission fields and be prosperous, which everybody yeah. said was impossible. That we could be healthy. We could exactly. be blessed. 
And and all those scriptures, like you said, strung together. Take those basics right. that, are, that are those those scriptures we're talking about. They are foundational, you know, cornerstones. That's right. Of 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 what we are and what we believe and what the Bible says. And uh, realize that hey, we can take this to the bank. If I can find it in the Bible, we can make it work. That was it. That was such a revelation. And it took to the me, guesswork out. If I out. could find it in the Bible, and you know, it's marvel. It's it's an amazing, astounding thing to me that I could have been raised in a Christian home all my life, gone through three years of, of, of Pentecostal Bible school, active in the church, living on the church grounds, totally sold out to God, and still not have a concept of that God cannot lie. I mean, I knew he couldn't, but it was like not lie to me. Right. You know, and it became so personal. And like you said, what if we came that that just overwhelming, like a wave hitting you in the face, that if I can find it in the Bible, then God will give it to well, you know, me. Psalms 138 in verse 2 says that God exalted his word, word. even higher than his name. Right. Is When I found that as a teenager, <laughs> I said, dear Lord, God God has put his right. word even right. higher than his name. If he if he broke his word, he'd have to deny his name. That's right. I mean, if he became a liar, that's a, that's a if God broke revelation. his word, he'd become a liar. And the Bible says Satan is the, is the, is the father of all lies. Right. And so God said, I told myself, I said to myself <laughs> when I was a teenager, I said, I said, you know, son, you're just not that important. Right. I, I'm not important enough for God to lie to. Right. Because if God lied to me, right. he would have to give up his name. <laughs> he would have to bow his knee to Satan and call right. Satan his father. Oh, my. And I tell you what, it built, what, what I call back then, it built an unshakable confidence in the right. word of God and in God, in this teenager, in this kid in West Texas. It built a confidence that just could not right. be shaken. Thank God for the word that no, we know for a fact. Right. There's no gray area. It's there's it's it's just it's just this is the word of God and this is the way it is. Well, this is you know these are the things that excite us, and you can just dance around your living room or your kitchen here, or just you know start singing at the top of your lungs in your car. That that thank God you know the truth. That God cannot lie. That Satan is a liar. That whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will. These are absolutes of the gospel. And these things never change. And it was such uh, an awakening and such an epiphany in every area of our life that for me as a young mother, it was like I can be in charge over what the devil would like to do to my family or my children. Oh, absolutely. And you begin to realize, or I begin to realize back in those early days that the name of Jesus on my lips. Right. Amen. can do anything. Amen. The name of Jesus on your lips, if you're yeah. listening to me today, the name of Jesus on your lips can raise the dead. That's right. The name of Jesus on your lips can open blind Absolutely. eyes. The name of Jesus on your lips can unstop deaf ears. The name of Jesus on your lips can cast out devils. The name of Jesus on your personal, coming out of your heart and your mouth, can absolutely change your life. No, it can. And that's that's the thing, like you're saying there, it's, the, it's that, that constant awareness of the fact that God's power out, coming out of your mouth changes things in people's lives. You know, it's and like it we talked about the other day on the podcast. When, when you and Dean were young and Jackie and I were young and, and just, just searching the Bible and just, just, I mean, absolutely trying to figure out how to make this thing work. Uh, you know, we'd try to get tapes and books from, from speakers <laughs> and we couldn't afford them. And yeah. what's so great about these podcasts is they're free for nothing. Right. I mean, dear Lord, if we'd have had this, if we'd have had something like this available, yeah, no, and there right. were no Bible schools, no, no, no right, quote, right. word of faith Bible right, schools right. back then, 
you know, and, and uh, some of the ministries that we respect today and quote the word of faith weren't even right. saved back then. No, I mean, right. you know, we, we couldn't, you know, I've, I've often said, you know, I couldn't go read my book. I hadn't read it yet. If I could have read my book, I'd have been way ahead of the game. You <laughs> well, know, and, and, they but, were just real. And Brother Hagin's book hadn't been started. written, written yet. And Brother Copeland wasn't saved yet. And right. Jerry Savelle wasn't, you know, hadn't written a book yet. Right. And Charles Capps. I mean, all these guys that had became friends of ours right. and some still are, uh, and some have gone on to, to heaven, you know, but uh, if we'd have had that information back then and, and, you know, trying to get it was just, I mean, a struggle, but we did get it. We, we, we did get but it. But what I'm saying is you don't have to do that anymore. You can just go to the podcast and there it is. There and, it is right there. And turn it on anytime you want to, free for nothing, and just absolutely get a word. I know we've got to go, but get a word that you can take to the bank and make you, put you over and make you more than conquer. I just wanted to tell the people one thing here that somebody gave me two cassette tapes of Brother Hagin. I mean, my personal oh, tapes. <laughs> and I was so excited. But that's all I had. And I copied those two cassette tapes down, uh, going forward and backward and reverse and forward and, and doing it on uh, a composition notebook paper. And I copied them down word for word till I got it down on the inside of my heart. And that really was another turning point in my life till you can write your own ticket with God from Brother Hagen and confession brings possession. And you're talking about Ken, uh, Ken, Kenneth E. Hagen. You're talking yeah. about well, who we call dad. Right. You know, he's been in heaven now since 2003, but you're talking about Brother Hagen that, that uh, we've all just known and loved and who just really is kind of the, the, the grand the modern day grandfather anyway of the, of, of the faith right. message. I mean, the word of faith's been around since God spoke and said, let there be light. Right. You know, but it got lost for a long time. But, you know, over the centuries, different people would find it and move on with it and, and add, you know, uh, bring it out and, and uh, add to people's faith and help people. But uh, I tell you what, we haven't changed from it since we got a hold of it back in the 60s and 70s. It's, uh, it's no, been a daily life thing. That's right. You know, through many dangers, toils and snares, we have already come. It was grace that brought us safe thus far. Safe thus far. And it'll be the grace of God. We're all learning Nobody's got a handle on it perfectly. Everybody, as the Bible says, whether we want to think we are, uh, we're going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and that God is, uh, like Smith Wigglesworth book says, ever increasing faith. And that's what God wants us to do is to continue to grow and develop into the things of faith and never have a boring, dull moment in your life. Well, our, our time has come to an end here today, and we want to just tell you how grateful we are that you're out there um, and listening, and we hope it has been a, a great um, plus in your life today and a, and a good advantage. And uh, again, we want to remind you, tell your friends and, and uh, family about terrymize.com. You can listen to these podcasts on, and then also terrymizeministries.org. Let and, us know that you're there and you're yeah, listening. We, we love know. getting the reports. We'd love to hear you. And remember, we put a new one up every Wednesday. And from time to time, Terry and I put up videos and announcements of where we're going to be and speaking and, and just an encouragement to you. So we'd love to hear from you. We have books and CDs you can order on our website. And uh, in the meantime, we just want you to know that we love you. Uh, God is on your side and you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you and see you next week. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 
This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.